Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Thank you so much for staying with us. It's eight minutes after two o'clock now on the 19th of October. It will be the 34th year since the death of President Samora Machel. And uh, he died in a plane crash here in South Africa. He was a Mozambican military commander, politician, a revolutionary by any standard. He served as the first president of Mozambique from the country's independence in 1975. He died in 1986 when his presidential craft aircraft near Mozambique to South African border and Buzini just kind of went down. So what we're going to do is we're going to really look into his life ahead of a 19th of October. We'll do it in two parts. We'll start by understanding who the man is leading up to a conversation we'll have on the 19th of October on that fateful day and talk about specifically on the day what actually happened there. But I want you to listen to a speech that he gave at a football stadium in Beira on the 14th of June, 1975, a few days before Mozambican independence. Listen to this. Colonialism is a crime against humanity. There is no humane colonialism. There is no democratic colonialism. There is no non-exploitive colonialism. There are some who feel a certain pride because they were colonized by the English. The English are civilized and had built a great empire. E outros, porque foram colonizados pelos franceses e pensam que intelectualmente são mais desenvolvidos, mais civilizados, mais evoluídos, porque foram colonizados pelos franceses. There are others who think because they were colonized by the French, they are more intellectually developed, more civilized, more evolved, because they were colonized by the French. That is a speech that uh, President uh, Samora Machel gave um, a few days before he became president. This is on the 14th of June in 1975. Now, I've got uh, Chi Kumalu, who is executive producer for the Charlie, I beg your pardon, Charlie Kumalu, who is executive producer for the Portuguese News at Radio Channel Africa. He stayed and worked as a journalist in Mozambique for eight years while Samora Machel was a leader at the time. Charlie, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks so much, my sister. Charlie, when one mentions the name President Samora Machel to an African revolutionary, what does that name invoke? Oh, my dear sister, you know that name means a lot. It means quite a lot. It embraces brotherhood, leadership, camaraderie, and friendship. You know, having listened to that speech he gave at the stadium in Baira, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's just part of that speech. Samora Machel has never spoken in public criticizing colonialism yes. without mentioning the apartheid system. To him, those were twin evils he used to condemn whenever he opened his mouth in public. 
about his childhood because I, I think it's important to to understand who was he why was he also i mean yes he was a revolutionary but he was extremely gen uh, generous um in his outlook as well he he believed in justice but he also believed in in rehabilitating a person a human spirit who was he where was he born who were his parents well he was born in the southern part of mozambique the, uh, the province called gaza province uh, his parents, of course, were farmers in Mozambique at the time during the days of colonialism, Portuguese colonialism. And uh, the ethnic group he belonged to is called the Tsonga. In South Africa, well, we call it Shangana, but it's Tsonga, it's the same people yes. across the border because we have been separated by the border only. Mm -hmm. But uh, I can also tell you, my sister, that uh, what I have noticed from that man, he was born a leader. Mm. He was born a leader. The leadership in him is actually the same sense that actually, you know, pushed him to be a man of the people all the time. You know, he believed that uh, a human being, especially an African person, has been endowed with power and skills. But because of oppression and colonialism, all those, you know, uh, talents were logged because we had to take instructions, we had to follow. So he wanted to stimulate, you know, to spare African people that, look, you've got every little thing your white counterpart has. You are capable of doing everything your white counterpart can do. And unfortunately, I must say that unfortunately, he did not live up to a level or a period whereby we can say he left those legacies behind. Time was very short for him. That's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. I mean, as you said, you know, he grew up under a, a c colonial Mozambique. What informed his politics? Just like myself, my dear sister, the suffering. What he went through is precisely what I went through under apartheid in South Africa. You reach a state whereby you feel that enough is enough. This cannot go on like this. This is man-made. It was not sent from heaven above. Samora Mashel was very, very intelligent. He was a male nurse in Mozambique during the colonial days. And uh, I understand that the Portuguese used to love him. They used to like him so much because he was very skilled, very dedicated in what he was doing. Imagine he was a male nurse under colonial rule, and yet he was taking care of the colonizers themselves. He was not a male nurse taking care of African or black people. No. Everybody in Mozambique, even Mozambican soldiers at that time, who were Portuguese, Portuguese people themselves, he was taking care of them. It means what he had in himself was that if I have to take this career as a nurse, I'll take care of humanity. I'll take care of a human being, regardless of the ethnic group or the race a person belonged to. And that was Samura Mashiro. You know, you speak a lot about the fact that he was he was a leader. And, and in many ways, I asked you earlier around what invokes, uh, what his name invokes in an African, not just in Mozambique, um, because he was an African leader. He, he was an all-compassing African leader. Talk to me about his political leadership and what informed that, because he was a unifier. You're quite right. I do agree with you. You know, being a unifier, 
you have hit the nail on the head, my dear. During his leadership, you know, he traveled to countries most African countries at that time would never do, or African leaders would never go to. He was not actually, you know, afraid or trying to take care, you know, of uh, some Western countries. You know, if you know the history of uh, Western countries at the moment, when they dangle a carrot in front of you, they say you can have it provided you do one, two, three, or you avoid doing one, two, three. But with Samura Mashir, there were no boundaries. He was very close to the colonizers, Western powers, even African leaders. I'm saying African leaders because he was selecting them carefully. Mm. He went to meet Thomas Sankara of Burkina Faso, a very young revolutionary leader at that time. Sankara ran Burkina Faso from 1983 and was assassinated in 1987. What a short period. Mm. He is the one who changed that name from Upper Volta to Burkina Faso, mm. which is a local language meaning the land of the patriot. Mm. Samora Machel went to meet the young Jerry Rawlings, who was in charge of Ghana at the time. He met leaders such as Kenneth Kaunda on the African continent, Haile Selassie in Ethiopia. He even went beyond the borders of Africa to meet people like Fidel Castro in Cuba. Mm who was so much disliked by Western countries. He went to meet people like uh, Maurice Bishop in Grenada, that's in the Caribbean, who was killed by the CIA, American Secret Force. Mm. He went as far as Nicaragua to meet a man called Daniel Ortega. At that time, Daniel Ortega was fighting the CIA in his own country, rebel forces called the Contras, Mm. who were backed by the then president of the U.S., Ronald Reagan. From there, he traveled to the U.S. to meet Reagan himself. You know, he was between the enemies of the people at the time. And he actually proved a point, Samura Mashir, that if you are a leader, you go to your enemy. Because you cannot negotiate with your brother. You have nothing against your brother. It's your brother. It's your friend. You cannot negotiate with your brother, but you have to negotiate with the enemy. And that's precisely what Samura Mashal was doing. He would go to meet his friend or his comrades, and then from there he would go to the enemy, as they are common enemy, and say, I've met that person. Mm. I've seen the decency in that person. Mm. I don't know why you hate that person. Mm. Let's come and sit. That's precisely the type of leader Samura Mashal was. Mm. You know, he was respected across the continent, mm. and that's precisely what he died for. Charlie Kumalo is the executive producer for Portuguese News at Radio Channel Africa. And uh, this is somebody who was a journalist during the leadership of Samara Machel in Mozambique for eight years. So we continue our conversation. And listen, you can be a part of this conversation on 0891 You can join us via Facebook as well. You can send us a WhatsApp note as well. Your memories of that era, if you were living in Mozambique at the time, what do you remember around that time? What do you remember? What are your fondest memories? Maybe not fond. Who knows? Maybe they were not fond. While Samora Michelle was the president in Mozambique. I'd love to hear from you. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Okay, so we're going to have to stop that, unfortunately. I'm so sorry. 
Marama Keba Aluta Continua, just taking you back there. Charlie, thank you so much for staying with us. Charlie Kumal is executive yeah, producer for Portuguese, uh, Portuguese News at Radio Channel Africa. We were still talking about, you know, the significant role he played as a leader in the continent. But I, I really just want to also focus on his leadership in in the time when Mozambique had to confront its own history and look at, for instance, the people within who were Askaris, for instance, and confronting that in the manner that he did, where he said, yes, you guys were not patriots. You, you didn't stand up for our people. But there was this, what we now called in South Africa, a TRC type of moment that he led that was extremely profound. Charlie? Hello, so you're cutting? Okay. So I was so just sorry. I was just asking that if we can reflect on how he dealt with people who were Ascaris during the you know, the revolution with the Portuguese mm-hmm. people who spied on 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 Fralimo, for instance, and how he managed to do that in the most dignified way for a people. You, you know, he was uh, a guerrilla fighter for about uh, 12 years, mm-hmm. fighting the Portuguese colonialists. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was a second war with Renamo that lasted for 16 years. Mm-hmm. During these two conflicts, there were, of course, uh, Mozambican people who were betraying the struggle of the people of Mozambique. Mm-hmm. And some of them were working hand in hand with the apartheid regime here in South Africa armed by the apartheid regime, supported by the apartheid regime, and get training and whatever assistance from the apartheid regime to destroy the Frelimo government in Mozambique. Most of those people ran away from Mozambique because they could not bear to face justice after that country obtained its liberation. They came to Mozambique in the name of Renamo and, of course, other rebel groups. Well, some of them, of course, were arrested. Well, at that particular time, of course, if you get arrested in Mozambique, because it was at the height of the civil war, Mm. the situation would not be a nice one behind bars, I can assure you. Mm. Hence, of course, most of them decided to run away to South Africa, some, of course, to Malawi, because Malawi was also a launch pad against Mozambique at that time, Mm. under former President Kamuzu Banda. Why Malawi? If you know the history of Malawi at the time, they had excellent relations with apartheid South Africa. Mm-hmm. So it means during the civil war, Mozambique was fighting two wars from two fronts, on the South African front and not from the Malawian front. But unfortunately, most of those traitors were never arrested. They ran away, they came to South Africa, they were regrouped by the apartheid regime and some Western powers to start fighting what they called a guerrilla warfare, which lasted for 16 years. They really created havoc in Mozambique. It was not a nice thing to see civilians have their nose cut off, have their ears cut off, pregnant women have their bellies slashed open. It was not nice. You could see that there was no political interest and no political connotation in that conflict. It was just to create havoc. 
But it's the very same people who did all of these atrocities that when he took um, and he became the president of Mozambique, he said, let's talk about it. Let's not shun them completely. Let's integrate them back into society. There were those who came forward to confess. We always have such people in all the conflicts who will come forward and say, look, I joined that organization under duress. I had no alternative, but I'm a Mozambican and I owe allegiance to my country. There are lot who did that, who came forward. They were pardoned. They were given some fields to start tilling the soil, to start a new life. Some, of course, were even incorporated into the national force of Mozambique. But, well, of course, not all of them came forward, but quite a sizable number did come forward and say, we are Mozambicans. We had no alternative. Please, we managed to escape now. Here we are. Rescue us. And, of course, they were given a second chance in life. Charlie, I'm, go- I'm going to. Uh, the, my producers are begging us to play some voice notes because they are very, very important. Let's just uh, listen to one Wonderful. or two of them, please. <laughs> All right. So we we were obviously losing that audio. What do you remember the most, Charlie, of your time spent as a journalist in Mozambique while he was president? Uh, I remember the man as a very gallant soldier. Mm-hmm a man of the people who was down to earth, who would meet anybody anywhere at that particular time. You know, I, I can imagine him, I can visualize him as I'm talking to you right now in his military fatigue, the sleeves of the shirt well folded, mm. right beyond his uh, elbows, mm. the gray cap, the beard, you know, ever smiling. Mm. You know, know, the most unfortunate thing during his leadership is that the economy of the country was very bad. It did not excel at all because the conflict was too terrible. Mm. It never allowed his government a chance to rebuild the economy of that country. The problem, again, is that uh, at that particular time, you look at Western leaders. We had the party regime decide. I spoke about Kamuzuban as well in Malawi. The former colonial power Portuguese had right-wingers also who were backing Renamo. You had Ronald Reagan in the U.S. who was also backing Renamo. And several Western countries who were fighting Mozambique or the government of Samora Marshall under the concept that we are fighting the expansion of, colon- of communism. But that was the idea, that communism is, is expanding beyond Soviet Union at the time. It's now here in Africa. We had to fight it at all costs. And the civil war in Mozambique, my dear, I assure you, it was very devastating. Very, very devastating. Especially when you see thousands and thousands of people leaving rural areas, leaving fertile land, running to the city centers to come and look for refuge. Charlie, let's take a quick break. I'm going to go quickly to Utsi Lesaku for the latest in headlines. We'll continue after that. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Hi, Pimelo. Um, I'd like to say I am above 35 years of age, but it's surprising to to hear actually the history about um, African leaders. You know, 
I don't remember a time when we were actually in school and be taught uh, history about Africans. We were always taught about history, uh, European history, how they came, how they did this and how they did that. I think this is a very important uh, 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 history for us to know because it tells us who were the leaders who fought apartheid actually in real life. Hi, Pamela. Uh, what we know is uh, Samora Michelle was killed by the uh, South African Defense Force, uh, Five Raki Special Regiment in Palaburwa. We have seen the documentary on YouTube. We know about that. That's clear. This is Pumelo. It's Chico here, Mozambican from Beira. I just want to ask your guest, uh, what makes us now as Africans to dislike one another? to call each other names. Thank you. Thank you so much for all your participation. I just want to read you a message also from Twitter that's come through. And my guest is Charlie Kumalo, who is executive producer for Portuguese News at Radio Channel Africa. He's He was in Mozambique for eight years as a journalist while Samora Machel was president. And uh, the message coming through is from Frank uh, Magamo, who says, It was in 1986 and I was doing grade 11 in a boarding school not far from crash scene. We mobilized as students and the march to the scene after receiving the news a soldier stopped us and some were arrested but those were his memories then simon you are calling us from um i'm not sure where you're calling us from masbigela uh, simon thank you so much for calling good afternoon hi how are you i'm well thank you so much for calling yes uh, firstly i want to say um thank you thank you very much for your topic i've been waiting for answer for more than 40 years man, from my father man mm. I was asking him why he ran from Mozambique. Until today, he never told me. But I heard my mother one day saying that they were cutting people's hands. They were taking, you see, that thing that you uh, you, uh, you make mili mili with. I forgot the name in English. I don't know the name. Uh, but in Tonga, they say it's true. Mm. They were taking it and give your husband. And he t- they were telling you, hit your husband until he dies. My mother told me a few stories, but until today, my father never went back to Mozambique. And he doesn't want to talk about that thing. So I think, I don't, he, he came here in 1968, man. In 1968. He, since then, he never got back. And my mother, I think, was 16 years by that time. My mother tried to explain, but she just said, uh, think three ways that, okay, they were killing people like this. He doesn't want to talk about it. But I want to ask one question, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I got the answer today why he doesn't want to go there. But I want to ask one question. When, um, because I stayed in Matibaya, I think it's few kilometers to where uh, the, the, the flight uh, fell there. Mm-hmm. I want to ask, was uh, ANC involved in that accident? Because um, I was surprised when Nelson Mandela got married to Samora, to, to Samora Machele's wife. So uh, that uh, it, it, it was a mandate for him that he, he must take care of that family because they did something wrong to him or not. Because I'm puzzled with his with this case of Samora Marcel. Thank you. Simon, we'll get into the flight um, issue on the 19th. Uh, it's going to be a 81. Monday. On the, I think it's, 
it's, yeah. it's 81 if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what I'm saying is we will get into that d- details of what happened. It wasn't an 81, actually. It was an 86. We'll get into the details on the 19th of October on the show and really unpack what happened. And we also got another voice note saying, oh, we know this, we saw this video um, on YouTube and so on. It's it's a lot. And, and I think it's important for us to do it properly. We'll have really distinguished guests to try and pack um, that particular flight and when it went down. Charlie, your comments on some of the voice notes that came through? Yeah, the, the first question for my brother, I think it's Chico, who says uh, why we Africans today call each other names. Mm. A, a very simple answer, my dear brother. A person who hates another person doesn't like himself or herself. The moment you start discriminating against somebody because that person doesn't speak the language that you speak or the color of that person's skin is different from yours, it means there's a problem with you inside. You do not see any human being. The fact is you are not a human being, and then you see a human being as not a human being. That's the only way I can answer that, my brother. And such people are people who lack education. Not education, the one that you get at school. Education that you grew up with, an inborn education that tells you that you are a human being, respect yourself for the next person to respect you. Shall and it's that- unfortunate these things happen right here in South Africa, my dear brother. For me, as somebody who stayed so long in Mozambique, who speaks Portuguese better than my mother tongue today, it really humiliates me, it hurts me to see how my fellow Mozambican brothers and sisters are being treated here in South Africa. Because I feel I'm still part and parcel of that family. I still truly belong to that family because I was part and parcel of that family for many years. And nothing will ever detach me from that. That is why even today, if you come to my office, I'm having, I'm leading or heading a department that employs three Mozambicans, one Angolan, and of course I'm expecting somebody from Cape Verde very soon. These are my brothers and sisters. These are my family. Charlie, we're going yes. to have to leave it there. In, we'll in the continue. issue of the plane, I don't know if I have to say something on that. Um, we're going to have to pick up the plane. We are going to do a special on Later. the plane on the on the Wonderful. No, it's okay, my dear. I really, okay, really appreciate it. Charlie Kumalo is executive producer for the Portuguese News at Radio Channel Africa. He stayed and worked as a journalist in Mozambique for eight years while President Samora Machel was the president there. Thank you so much for all your comments, for all your messages. We'll continue this particular conversation on the, uh, the 19th of October. Please join us then where we unpack what actually happened to that plane that killed President Samora Michelle.